Welcome back to Necessity, everyone. Thanks for listening. So our last episode, we had a guest and that conversation was very fruitful and it only made sense to welcome her back. Crystal Renee, lovely to have you again. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thanks for joining. And you know, a lot of things came up um, last episode that we wanted to flesh out and then even um, thinking about this event that um, is actually co-hosted by Lindsay, Lindsay. Um, called Mama's Cup, where it's a it's a support group and just a really good time for mothers to relax and de-stress and just come together and drink wine. Yes, the wine <laughs> is a big factor. Um, and we had and Crystal was at the last one uh, a few weeks back. And something really important came up um, that caused a lot of debate and discussion mm. at Mama's Cup. And the question that was posed was, how can I be supportive of my friends when I'm going through my own challenge? And then also like adding on to that, what if I don't want to be supportive? What does that look like? How can these things be communicated effectively? Right. And so some of those things that came up at Mama's Cup, right, was, oh, I'm drowning. So how am I supposed to help somebody if I'm drowning? And I love what you did, Crystal, where you said, well, are you really drowning? Yeah, that's a question that we really have to ask ourselves. I think whenever I speak or um, teach classes, that question comes up a lot about friendship. Mm -hmm. It is one of the most um, important relationships that we have outside of romantic love, right? And we don't focus as much attention on that, on friendships as we do romantic love. But it is extremely powerful if you have a good support and just having people around you. What happens can happen in any relationships is that people start to struggle, and it was a question that came up like, hey, I'm drowning. How am I supposed to, you know, help this person? And I had to ask, well, are you drowning? What does that look like for you? Because in my, to me, if you're drowning, you're this drowning. doesn't, we don't even need to have this conversation. Right. They know, they're not coming to you. You cannot, you're not of support to them. You can't help them. They can't them. even see you because you're under the water. You're underwater. Right? It's like. So it's like changing that language, not trying to be too, you know, um, extreme about you. Just you could say, hey, I feel like I may be I just don't I can't support you in this right now because of fill in the blank and add whatever that is. But it's important for us to be able to have those conversations. And I think it has more to do with our inability to handle confrontation mm -hmm. where we're nervous that this is going to end bad. They're not going to understand what I'm talking about or what fill in the blank, but it's more about confrontation than it is about the actual issue. Right. Well, people don't want to be rejected. Right. right? And people also don't want to have to communicate what may be perceived as rejection. Right. Because if I'm telling you, Hey, I can't really support you right now, depending on where your mind is and how you hear that, right? If you have that victim thinking, it's, see, nobody is there for me. Not even you who I thought would be there for me forever. You said that you would always blah, 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 yeah. right? So it's also like that mindset of um, that person that we're dealing with. Because if you're also that understanding friend, 
then you can get it, right? Where I say to you, hey, look, I can't really support you right now because maybe I'm going through something. Girl, I get it. I'm going through something too. All right, that's cool. We'll come back around or let's just keep checking on each other. But it really is about where that person is in that confrontation. Yeah, and I think... You know, in terms of where that person is and and how they can, you know, receive Mm -hmm. what you're saying, like the response to might be anger as it's like, oh, well, you're inconsiderate or you're selfish. You just want to help yourself and, you know, not support me when I really need you. But I need you. That's that victim thinking. Thinking. Exactly. Exactly. So what 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 should that conversation look like? Yeah, I mean, I I I think that. I can see some victim and not victim like, uh, you know, something happened to you in that way. Right. Not that kind of victim, but Mm -hmm. more or less a victim where you see yourself being powerless in a situation. Right. And that's where victim thinking can come from. Right. Is the lack of power that you have over yourself in this situation. So if I feel like. I'm going through something. If I have a victim mindset in yes. that same context that we're speaking of, then I feel like no one is going to support me. Yeah. Things are always happening to me. I always pick friends who will never listen to me, who always reject me. And even the words always, never, right? Those are very yeah. telling, right? And one of the things that, one of the, the thing that you said, powerless. Yes. Is extremely important. Um, because that is exactly what you do or how you feel when you feel like a victim. I was taking this class in school. It's called the Art and Science of Relationships. And it was with Professor Grizzle. And it was my a life-changing class for me because that's when I had stopped being a victim. It was that class that showed me that a lot of my behaviors was because I was victimizing myself. And I kept myself in this very powerless circle thinking that there was no other way but to do and behave like this. The challenge is, is that we have to um, allow people to get there on their on their own. And oftentimes we try to push that. Like, why are you still calling me? How are you still dealing with the same issue? We in year two. And it becomes frustrating as a friend and as someone who cares and loves whoever this person is to watch them go through their to their struggles is challenging to watch. And then when you have your own life that you may be managing or trying to manage, you're just like everything is I can't handle. I can't deal. And I think of love. I keep thinking of love. Like, right. We last time we were together, we talked about that whole I love you. Right. But when Okay, the mastery of love, right? There's this chapter on fear and love, right? The track of love and the track of fear. Mm -hmm. And when I'm on this track of love, when you're going through something, then I know and I trust you'll get through it. Yeah. You'll get there. But when I experience fear, then there's this doubt, right? And then there's conflict. There's all these things. And then I'm trying to really insert myself in your stuff because I don't even think you could get through it on your own. I fear that you will not get through it on your own. And I do not trust that. So I will jump in. Yeah. Or I fear that you're going to drag me down if I walk along with you. Mm. And so that's where this thing starts to happen where it's like, well, I can't tell this person. I can't tell my friend, my sister that I no longer can. I can't do this with her. I can't work at this capacity with her because I fear what will happen to me. 
My pastor says it. He says, it's almost impossible to get near, near somebody who is sick and not get sick yourself. Right. And too often when it comes to depression, no, I don't want it. I'm not getting close you to that. Your space. Right. And you right. have to this whole protect your energy, energy. positive vibes only. Right. It's not open to those who are struggling. Sure. So right. what happens is you walk away from that. You're about to drown me. I can't be I can't be supportive of you right now. And then you don't even have the conversation. You just ghost just, people. Just walk away. Right. And think that Oh, no, you should be fine. There goes that track of fear, though, right? Because I ghost you because I'm afraid to have this conversation. I'm afraid of the direction that we'll go in. I'm afraid of what your response will be and my inability to handle it. My inability to then show up in a way that is necessary for us to still remain friends. There are probably a lot of friendships that have been lost and ruined because of a lack of compassion, love and understanding and transparency. I've known people... 15, 14 years, you know, 20 plus years. But how well do we really know each other that when you're going through something, I can pick that up. I can be there for you. I can support you. I can check in on you. Or do I just chalk it up to say, oh, she's just being her again. But it's all about trust to be able to say, hey, I'm going to show you me and you're not going anywhere Mm -hmm. that I'm going to I can say to you, hey, listen, I the, the challenge with confrontation I don't think we have learned or a lot of us have not learned how to have a conversation that is difficult. Mm-hmm. When we grew up, it's like if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Right. So you don't say it because so, it's a great area. You don't know how to say when you talk back to your parents, if you don't agree, watch your mouth. Who are you talking to like that? You say these things and we've been raised in a way that doesn't allow us to have these very uncomfortable conversations. Or if you're a kid, everything's mediated, right? Mm-hmm. Where you, I can talk to you about the fact that you pushed me on the playground, but my mom is here and she might be telling me exactly what to say to you. So I don't know how to do this. So oftentimes when people have confrontation, they either just be like, no, I'm not doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to talk to you without no explanation. That whole no is the one is a whole sentence sentence. bothers me so much. It is rude as heck. No, because I'm not filling in the blanks Blanks, for you. Right. And so now 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 you leave the person no choice but to fill in the blanks with assumptions. And And then that gets to that storytelling, uh, that fortune fortune telling, which is a distorted thought where you'll sit there and you're like, okay, so I text Lindsay and um, Lindsay doesn't respond to me. So. You're like, in my mind, I'm like, man, Lindsay not responding to me. I know I shouldn't have told her that last story I just told her, but maybe she's busy because, you know, she just recently got engaged. But no, it can't be because she got engaged because I spoke to her after she got engaged and she seemed okay. But then after that, she just was like being weird. And I feel like it may be because I didn't go to her last event. And man, I don't know why. Maybe she's not going to be friends with me. I know Lindsay's not going to be friends with me anymore. I just, and you get into this whole all thing. From one text. Oh, right. and then you text and you're like, hey, girl, I was in dr my phone was right, on did you forget right, right and 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 it's just like oh but if you don't have if you don't know what distorted thinking is you, you may think it's normal because right. you've been doing it for a while and it's not just fortune telling there's also all or nothing thinking mm-hmm. there's also should always I, never right should always could. all or nothing it's either this or that yeah, right. black and no white there's between, no, no in between um, there is, um, so fortune telling there's, um, what else? There's shoulds. Um, 
there's uh, where you magnify mm-hmm. everything. Like it's not a small thing that happened. It's like a huge thing. And there's this app that I used to use often um, called Mood Notes. And it helps you look at an event and then change how you could perceive that event. Because distorted thinking, you have to practice to get out Correct, of. Right. And after a while, you will get better at it, right? Because now Lindsay texted me and she told me she was on a plane. And I didn't realize I'm thinking that she's just mad at me because of this one thing. But let's say Lindsay didn't say that she was on a plane. Maybe Lindsay is going through something and she just didn't feel like texting. And she's just like, hey, maybe you don't even say you don't say anything. And I see you. Mm. I would assume that my that supports my thought. You didn't respond to me. I see you. You post you out on here Instagram. Living your life. Right. I feel like I know that I'm also struggling, and I feel like I'm a burden to you. Right. I re- I heard something recently, and it was just like it's it's there's no pain like showing somebody your pain and then doing them and they do it anyway. Mm-hmm. So if we're close, and I tell you that I struggle with these thoughts, and you just get in your moods, and you don't want to be supportive of it anymore. It's causing more pain to me when you just ghost me as opposed to you saying, Crystal, I love you and I really want to support you. But what I'm doing with myself and in all the relationships that I have, and it is important to say that so that I don't feel like I'm being singled out. out. I'm doing this with all, if it's true, I'm doing this with all the relationships that I have. I'm just taking a much needed break for myself Mm -hmm. so that I can support you the way that you need to be supported in the future. Right. It it lessens the blow. It's not really a rejection. I can understand that instead of you saying, oh, "I'm just gonna ignore ignore her," or "I can't handle this." I right can't now. handle I can't this, right now. this right now. I'm drowning myself. I got too much on my plate. Right, Nobody right. has time for this. Right, right. It's hurtful stuff. They don't even want to have time for it. It's it's wild because even then, how you just articulated the conversation, right? To say, "Hey, I've got this and all these people in my life." it still is another challenge to be ready for the response. Because even when you deliver that message to me, depending on where I am, oh, well, I saw you. Because people will even try to verbally call you out. Well, I saw you on social media and you went to that party. So how come you had time for that party, but you don't have time for me, right? right? And so I have to then be ready to respond to that still from a place of love. like. And that's a very real thing. Yo, you went to a party. You you know, but so I get you to say, go to a party. You can, but why can't you say you're right? I apologize. I can understand how that would have made you feel. That's the part that I'm saying that people are not yeah. necessarily ready to ready respond to do. Like yeah. not ready. They're not equipped with the skill or the self awareness to be able to be ready for that type of response. Where you say that, oh well, I saw you at a party. My response could be a, well, I'm allowed to go to parties, aren't I? What are right. you? You tracking me now? What are you, right. my babysitter? Or, you know what, you're right. And that was so negligent of me that I didn't respond to you, but I just been hustling and moving. I understand where you're coming from, like validating that, yeah. right? But not everybody can do that. And I think that we all have the the ability to do it, but where we are in our lives determines whether or not we can do it in that moment. Well, it takes a ton of practice. And I read this book called The Feeling Feeling Good Handbook. Mm-hmm. And that book along with the class that I talked about with um, Professor Grizzle, changed everything for me because I was not the type of person, like my conversation, I'm like, yo, you either on my side or you're not on my side. Mm -hmm. I really don't want to hear what you have to say. But the truth is, is that there's truth in each part. We're sharing two different perspectives. There's Mm -hmm. some truth 
Now, you may not have been avoiding me, right? If I said, oh, I saw you went to that party trying to avoid me. That's not true. But you could focus on what is true. Instead you of, just didn't text me. Right, I don't know right. why, but you just didn't text no, me. No, you as the person. So, like, if I'm having a com- argument with you mm-hmm. and you're the person that's like, Crystal, I just can't be bothered with you anymore. And I'm like, well, you went to that party and you tr- you're trying to reject me. You're trying to avoid me. You could focus on only the truth. Right. Which is I did go to the party. Reject you. I did go to the party. And I'm sorry for that. That was not my intention to make you feel that way. But it's still a practice when you have these conversations. It's not, especially with friendships, because sometimes they will attack you. They will hang up on you. They, you know, they will. No, they will end a friendship. They will end a friendship. They will end a friendship. Mm, But trusting that it could come, it will all work itself out and we will be okay. Instead of, I think that having, being real. I can sleep at night because I told you my truth and I know I wasn't trying to hurt you. See, you you, you can see the truth. Sometimes we don't see our truth. You know, like I could go to bed and still I could be that person who would go to bed and be like, I did the best that I could do. I did right. what I, I did what I, I did what I had to. And, you know, when people ask you, well, if you could do it all over again, what would you change? Right. Those people who are not aware or kind of stubborn, nothing. Right. But then if you are looking to grow and you're looking to contribute to the goodness and the wellness in your life and in other people's lives, then you can go home and you can reflect and say, well, wait a minute. I did say this and I did say it with this tone or in this way or I did reject this person. Maybe I'm not even aware that I am avoiding this person and that I'm not owning that. Yeah. Sometimes if we're truthful, we are. Yeah. Like I know if I stop responding to text messages like for a minute. I know I'm avoiding you. I know that. Like, And then do you then ask yourself, what am I actually avoiding? Because I could even think if, you know, way back when I first started coaching and I was really nervous and scared to do it and people would show interest and then I wouldn't respond right away. And it wasn't that it was this specific person. It was I'm afraid of the challenge of now doing the coaching. Right. So yeah. being aware of well, why are you avoiding this person? Why are you not ready to say to your friend, friend, you're draining me and I need some space. I want to support you. Right. So I think. No, that is, you're right. I think um, it's hard and it depends on the friendship. I one of the things I realized because I share my story so much about mental health that people tend to talk to me. Often about their challenges, mm-hmm. often. And so I had to find another way to fill myself up because I truly wanted to be of service to people. And I really dedicate my life in doing that. So I had to find another way to fill myself back up so that I'm not drained. And I have a friend who she will text me the most aggressive text messages you probably have ever seen in your life. And you're like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Like the energy is just flooming through the phone and yeah. it's text. It's not a phone call or anything. And so I recognized that I started to distance myself from her for a little bit. So maybe I'll like, I wouldn't even open a text. Maybe I'll just delete the thread because I got my reads receipts on, you know, it can't just be opening. <laughs> so, I'll, <laughs> so I'll just like, I'll just delete the thread. And then, um, or because in my mind, I'm like, Girl, I'm going through my own stuff right now. Like, and that was not fair to her. One, she had no idea. Mm-hmm. It's not like I told her. I can guarantee if I would have said it, our friendship will still be fine. I mean, it is fine. But our friendship would be fine. 
and she would have chilled or found another way to talk to me about stuff. Yeah, I think we got to talk about it. We have to say, yeah. hey, I'm going through something right now. Yeah, and I think I think a lot of this, like just hearing you guys go back and forth on, on it and, and about communicating effectively, I think part of that too is we need to be better listeners, mm-hmm. right? And so if someone is giving you some information, maybe pause before you respond in terms of like the whole the party right. the party piece um be like okay like yeah that you, instantaneously you might want to say like defend it yeah right. defend it right because you your own person and you have autonomy and stuff like that but if you just take a second i think you're more apt <clears throat> to respond out of love right lindsay like when you when you switched it up and say yeah you know what I did go to the the party. I apologize. I didn't think about how that would make you feel as yeah. my friend. Um, to just I didn't think you was gonna go on Instagram that night. I didn't know you were gonna see it. Girl, That's the truth. Story. Right. 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 Exactly. It's a story. I saw it's it. Yeah. yeah. But How yeah, it's it it could be hurtful. Especially with somebody that's going through challenges. One, I already feel like the person I already feel like, hey, I'm a burden. Right. So now you're like not around. So it validates the feeling of that I'm, or the belief rather that I'm a burden, right? Right. It validates that. So it takes a lot of work. Not that it can't be done, but it does take a take take a lot of work to no longer um, be like that. So then, what we're saying here then is that if I'm that individual who's sees myself as drowning, and I have friends who need that support, it really is about one being honest with yourself. Right. And also communicating outward right to that person and being honest with that person as well about what it is that you're you're going through. Mm-hmm. Right. What? That's good. I got it. <coughs> oh, <coughs> sorry. I was like, I couldn't, she looks okay. like she has something amazing <coughs> to say, but it's not. It's a cough. It's, it's no, okay. sorry. But it's no, but you're but you're absolutely right. It's being able to communicate and it's it's. But it takes practice. Like there's sometimes I get off the phone with someone and I'm like, damn it, I knew better than that. I knew not to fall into that trap. I knew that if I would have started it over or if I just would have said, I can feel this energy, now is not my time to talk. Mm -hmm. My time is now to listen. Or I just slipped up and said something super hurtful and I can never take that back. It is slowing down to listen, like you said, but it takes a lot of practice. And unfortunately... Sometimes we have to do those practice. We have to practice with people. And That's it doesn't, go, it doesn't yeah. go well. Yeah. And so the other thing, the other angle that I don't think came up at Mama's Cup, but I'll bring it up now is, you know, you, you talk about having the, that, that confrontation and being able to say, Hey, you know, I'm not in a place where I can support you or I can help you. But there's also the, the part of the population that even struggles to ask for help or support to begin with, right? So if right. I'm if I'm going through a challenge and I'm struggling and it's taking everything in me to say something to someone to acknowledge that I'm going through something um, challenging and I'm asking for support, I feel like it would be a major blow if that response, if their response to me is like, okay, well I can't, I can't be there for you when it took it literally took everything in me to 
to put it out there. Right. I feel like all of that is still, again, tied together. I keep going back to, like, mastery of love, love for yeah. agreements, right? There's this way of being or a way of believing because you just gave me a very honest answer. Why would I want to be mad at that? But it's really my mindset. Mind. I took mm-hmm. that personally rather than, wow, how courageous it is to tell me yeah. that you can't do it. Do it. Right. Right? right. right? So it it really is taking on these kind of like agreements to say that no matter what, this is not personal. Right. You have to be prepared for that. It's a it's a dance in the relationship that we do together. It's a responsibility that we also have for each other. That if I share a space with you to to uh tell you that I'm going through something, that you don't personalize that. You try to, you know, be clear, realize that it's not your responsibility to carry any of that. Right. Help me create that space. Validate what I'm feeling. Yeah. But we kind of, and I think it's also a little bit of like what we're doing in society, you know, with just, we're being treated as individuals, right? And everybody has to do their individual thing and you must compete against each other as if there's not enough money for us all to get, right? Or there's not enough people to all be healed, you know, but there's this competitive side. And so I must then compete with you about getting better. Right. Look, I got to I got to protect my space because I have to get better. You you're on your own rather than damn. Look, we're both going through something. Let me share a resource with you or how can I support you? Because I think that you're contagious. People, people believe, people believe in energies. Mm -hmm. So if you're, if you have a negative energy, which is like, I feel like I wish somebody would like clear that up because there's a difference between. I mean, in our coaching studies, we talk about this like anabolic energy and catabolic catabolic. energy. Mm -hmm. And so like catabolic energy is energy that is destructive, energy that will break you down, things that remove you, subtract, and it doesn't contribute to your well-being or anything where anabolic energy are things that are more positive, productive, uh, will serve serve you more. And so there's this kind of like this spectrum of these energy levels that through our coaching program and they talk about it. It's seven different levels. Levels, levels one and two are the most catabolic and that's the, the victim, victim one and, and conflict. And, mm-hmm. conflict. and then as you go up the spectrum, it's a little more anabolic and our energy changes for every single situation. But if I am but if I am dealing with depression or mm-hmm. something like that, mm-hmm. why is that associated with a negative energy? And that's what I'm speaking about because mm. if I, if you, the reason why people don't want to be around it is because it's like, no, you need to teach, I need all this good energy over here. I can't handle that. I, when you think about friendships, like friend, I can't be supportive of you right now because I'm going through my own thing. Right. Because we're talking about your energy and my energy. And so there's two different energies behind it. Because if I'm struggling with depression and someone sees that as negative, I don't even think it's the depression that is negative. It is how that person shows up in their depression. So then when we go hang out together and because you're depressed, you know, I had to drag you to come out. You finally said, yes, it's a sunny day and you've been inside every single Mm -hmm. sunny day. And now we're going. Oh, and you're like, uh, we can't find parking. Oh, my God. Why do they do that? So that's a part of your depression, right? But it's really how you're showing up in that depression. So it's not that depression is negative. But when I am in my depression, I am giving off sometimes negative energy. And mm-hmm. I am my conflict or my victim energy because I'm thinking, oh, my God, I came out of the house and I shouldn't have come out of the house because, look, we can't even find a parking space. Oh, the pizza shop that I wanted to go to. Look at the line. It's so long. Oh, I forgot my cash. I see everything that's working against me. And that's a part of the characteristics of those who may be suffering mm-hmm. from depression. You know, so it's like, it's not like, oh, you're depressed and it's negative, but it's who you are when you're, 
what I feel also. So the other energy is also me, right? What I'm going through or what triggers what I'm triggered by in your behavior. Right. But I, I think it's like if you're going to show up for your friend that's that's dealing with depression, then I, I feel like you're already um taking on or you're 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 saying I'm yes. going to be able to deal with all the you're saying I love you. Right? Yeah. You're saying I love you and really knowing how to deal with that person's negative energy that's being brought out because they're depressed, right? And so nitpicking about the parking spot or the money or right. the, the, the the time the show starts and all of that because I think Crystal summed it up great at the the first episode that she was on where, you know, mental illness affects people's ability to live, laugh, love, and learn, right? right. So all those things that you just rattled off affects all five of those or four of right, those, right. those categories. So it's like if if I'm going to show up or interact with someone that I love, right, then I'm going to have to put myself in a position, a different to do, energy, a, di- a different energy to show up and be supportive. Exactly. Because if I'm dragging you out of the house exactly. and I know that you're struggling so, with depression, you're gonna complain, right? You're gonna, right. You're gonna, I have to be set up. Maybe, for that. maybe, I'm maybe, set up. maybe, or maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe you say nothing, and then I'm complaining that you're not participating so and you're not engaging. Right. How come you're not smiling? smiling? But if I'm saying I'm here for you, for you. then it's just like, right. I'm just glad that they're here, here. or let me just check Let's in and see if they're glad to be here. Imagine if, though. Mm-hmm. Imagine if we operated in our friendships like that. Right. Like, hey, I'm just glad that you showed Shut up. up. Right. right. That's it. Like. Forget all the other stuff that came along with you. Mm-hmm. I am glad that you are here. You're and right. because I am where I am, I can now be able to serve and love you better. And it doesn't really matter what you do. Mm-hmm. As long as you're not harming me or my child right. or doing things morally that I don't agree with. Correct. There's like I can manage your complaint because mm-hmm. in my mind I have a choice. When you my girl, I'm gonna be like, yeah, the show the show is starting late, but like, don't but you, it's gonna be so fun. Right. Right. Aren't you glad we get to spend this extra ten minutes together? together. Right. Exactly. Aren't you Same glad like changing those perspectives for the person as opposed to just like allowing that to happen? But not all people. Who are struggling with mental illness will d- complain or right. It looks it definitely it looks, looks different, different for everybody. But it's just like how do we how do we stop using how do we change the way we're using the term negative energy so that people feel welcome in whatever energy they have. Remember that time we were at um, an event together and the little girl, a younger girl, she spoke and she said, "I want my energy." So she didn't say it like this. I'll make it I'm paraphrasing. She, I want my energy to be so high and so positive that it doesn't matter what your energy is. Mm-hmm. I change you. You don't change me. Right, mm-hmm. right. And she was like, what, 13 or something mm-hmm, when she said mm-hmm, that? Mm-hmm. And it's just imagining that, like, listen, this is what journey, journeying with you looks like. Right. It means that you may have these moments and I'm not afraid to get sick. Mm-hmm. Because I can take it. I can take I'm so it. full. Or I, I know take, where to fill, fill up. up. Right. I know how to fill up. I know how to fill up. I know how to dump. I know how to, <laughs> when I get off the phone, I'm not really thinking about what you just said to me unless it's urgent and mm. it requires me to give it more mental thought. If you call me to vent, I can really sit there and like, oh, okay, I probably won't, not because I don't care about what you're saying, 
But because that wasn't really my position at the time. You just needed right, you just someone need to, listen. Listen. to listen. I don't right. have to really respond to this. I can transition and be able to work alongside whatever you're going through. But people fear being sick. So when I'm like, I can't help you because I'm drowning myself. I need my own space. It's like, or I'm avoiding you. I'm out here partying or whatever I'm doing. I'm living my best life and you're struggling. You know, there's communication that should happen. Yeah. And I think we we write people off, too, when we see them as draining or negative. Yes. Right. And again, you can have friendships that you've had for a really long time and you we see each other change. Mm-hmm. If yeah. We're friends for, again, 15, 20 years, 10 years. We're not the same people. Right. right. And so how are we then showing up as friends for each other through those different transitions? Whether you're dealing with a divorce, you're dealing with the loss of a child, whether you're dealing with the loss of your job, if you're, you know, struggling financially, all of these things also trigger different things inside of us. And so I may have been happy, go lucky, jolly for the first 15 years of our friendship. And then something happened to me that I just could not recover from. And you're still relying on me to be the happy, joyful person every single time. Yeah. Right. Are you able to now see me and who I am today? That's a really good point. Right. Because we'll do that. Oh, what happened? She changed. She's acting all different. It's such a good point. And I think that is, is just reevaluating also where I what role am I playing right now? Right. Like I may have been able to be there for you then, but I can't do that now because I'm in a different stage in my life. And not and I think we would love people to not take things personally personally, be impeccable with their word and all right, these four right. agreements things or fear love over fear. We would love these things to but happen. It's not right it's now. Not. But these are <laughs> the people that know these things are super intentional about their wellness and capable of receiving and acting and practicing the things that they're learning from what they're reading and hearing. Everybody doesn't have that same education. No, yeah. it's true. No, it's true. And yeah. we, we we must teach each other. Right. right. And I think it, you know, just to share an example of of when that conversation goes well right or when there's this this really great understanding between friends so my you know one of my really uh good friends i consider myself uh her partner through her mental health journey right and um you know we would talk often like every day like maybe several times a day and i would be supportive and whatever she needs and um help her with her distorted thinking and all these things that we talked about and um showing up for her consistently in that way but then i had Simone and i wasn't as available and i'm trying to figure out how to navigate through motherhood and i couldn't show up in that same way mm-hmm. and you know, like this is an extreme example because we didn't really even, I didn't have to tell her that I couldn't. She, she knew and she, she actually brought it up and said, Hey, you know, I, I, you know, our relationship has changed and I know why. And now I have to do the work necessary to fill the gap that I could no longer provide mm-hmm. as her partner through her wellness journey. And I think, you know, there, I never had any feelings of hesitation of having such a conversation or, or things like that. Like this is just, this was my reality. Mm-hmm. Like I, I legit was not in a position where I could wear that hat 
in the capacity that I had worn it previously. Mm-hmm. And that was just my reality. There was no malicious intent. There was, you know, not taking it personally or there's no assumptions. And it and it was a great interaction. Right. I also think that it depends on who you are and if that's your role. Mm-hmm. Just like who you are as a person and is, is this something that you should be doing? Not every friend that you have will be your friend that's going to be able to support Correct. you through that journey. That's Correct. just what it is. And you also, as the friend, need to know, hey, I'm not signing up for that because that's not something that I can do. Right. It's not being put honest. people in those yeah, roles, right? like Forcing them to be this person. You that's, Yeah. Right. You can't, that's not, that's not the role that I can, I can't do that. And when you're able, there's friends that I call for very specific things. Right. Some of them, they're great people, but that's just not what they do. They're not going to counsel or, you know, provide anything that I can use, you know, for my wellness journey, in my wellness journey. And that's the same with any friend. Mm -hmm. You can't, sometimes you have to divide those those sorrows with mm-hmm. different people mm-hmm. and not think like, oh, this person is who I'm going to share everything with. And they're not even capable of of doing of handling it. They just can't do it. So you will disappoint yourself putting the wrong expectations on people. Hmm. I think of this quote that, you know, people who need love the most have the most unloving ways of showing their need for love, oh, right? Wow. And so people who are going through things and are struggling with their own uh, mental health um, or just even emotional stability mm-hmm. um, and who maybe even experience some sort of trauma in their life, right, and, and feel less worthy, right, that they're going to have the most unloving ways of trying to get love, mm-hmm. right? And it may be rejecting you, blaming you, shaming you, you know, any of that. But they're really crying out for For love, you know. And so I just always go back to love because I feel like that is the solution for most things. I can't say all things. Right. But I want to say that it's the base and resolve, you know, for for most things that we deal with. If you're going through something, if I can just choose love to see where you are. But then I can also choose love for myself that I'm not going to carry guilt and shame for not being able to be there for you. Right. That I could say I love myself enough to know that I'm not in the space to show up in the way that my friend needs me right now. And that I know that my friend loves me enough to know that and also can accept that. But when we struggle with that love and we're in this place of fear, because there's really only these two emotions, all other vibrations, right, come from those two main ones. Right. So it's like I'm either loving on you or I'm afraid about either getting hurt or hurting you or being disappointed in some shape, way or form. Yeah. So love is just seems to be And practicing that. Yeah, practicing that love too. Yeah. And practicing it and saying, hey, and being honest, like we when we did our when we talked about the conversation by simply saying, Hey, you're right. I did do this. You Mm -hmm. know, so that we don't have to have this thing. Yeah, because if I'm carrying guilt, then I'm usually going to blame you, right? Yeah, I'm going right. to be defensive. We are the most defensive when we are guilty for something. Yeah, right. Right? And it is crazy how the emotions work. Brene Brown does this uh, quick little cartoon 
on YouTube and it's about blame. Mm. And she really says that blame is really just the feeling of discomfort being released. Mm -hmm. Because I'm uncomfortable, because I'm experiencing some sort of pain, then I'm putting it out on you and blaming you. And you had nothing to do with it. 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 But because I'm uncomfortable, I've got to put it on somebody. Because it's much easier to do that on someone else than it is to take responsibility for how you're feeling and how you're thinking. I think, you know, like Krista, you were describing like some interactions, the, the, the aggressive texter friend that you had and you would just delete the thread and, and things that you're avoiding. Well, you know, why are you avoiding it? Like, what was it? What were her texts triggering in you that you were just like, Oh, you know what? I'm not even going to address this. Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're not, only not addressing it with her, but you're also not addressing it with yourself. Well, she reminded me of me. Hmm. See? Ding, ding. So once I fully accepted myself and whatever process that was, I was like, she reminds me of me. And then I seen her differently because I would hate for somebody to do that to me. Hmm. So I'm able to have that conversation. And we're fine, you yeah. know, but she probably, it was, I know it could have, it hurt her when I was doing it. Right. Um. But one of my biggest things is that I I always want people around me and even myself to feel seen and loved anyway. And I wasn't practicing that with her. So I was able to see that, hey, no, I I can still support you. I'm not afraid to be sick. I love you. I will heal. I always have. I always will. And just continuing on in that process. And we're fine. Well, thank you, Crystal. It was a pleasure having you again. And I really think, uh, you know, all you shared was super informative uh, for our listeners. So thank you for that conversation. Thank you. Happy to be here. All right. All right. So we are so grateful for having Crystal come back for the second time. So if you want to connect with Crystal, check her out on Instagram. You can follow her at I am Crystal Renee. Um, on Instagram, and that is I A M Crystal C R Y S T A L Renee R E N E. So now let's get into tea time. Tea time. Clink, clink. So in our tea time, we're going to start with T, which stands for talk. We need to talk it out, have the conversation, be courageous enough to tell your truth, uh, tell people, your friends, your loved ones, how you feel and perhaps how their being is making you feel. Be transparent. Don't run from that confrontation. Walk on that track of love instead of the track of fear. And the E, the E is for evaluate. You want to evaluate the stories you tell yourself. Are you being a fortune teller? Are the things that you're saying to yourself grounded in reality? Are they things that you just made up? Are you making assumptions? Evaluate the stories you tell yourself. And lastly, we have act. Act with love. No matter which end you're on, whether you're the one who's giving and initiating the conversation or you're the one who is receiving it, no matter what, just choose love. Good friend of mine said one time, shout out to Aquia. She said that when people are showing up with negative energy, she just says, choose love, choose love in her head. So act with love in everything that you do. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to follow us on Instagram. Marguerite, can you spell that for us? Of course. My pleasure. (laughs) 
N-E-C-E-S-S-I underscore T-E-A underscore podcast. Thanks for listening, folks. Bye-bye.